This is Scott Vanderplu, and you're listening to the Artist Edition Index Podcast, episode 39. Welcome back to the podcast where we take all things AE from the written word at AEindex.org and bring it to voice. Uh, This month we'll be going over our usual things, but to lead it off, the voting completed on January 31st for the 2019 Dunbeer Awards, and we have the winners, or really, winner. Uh, This was posted uh, uh, February 3rd, I posted it. I don't know why it was February 3rd. I'm pretty sure I did it the first, but maybe I updated it. Anyway, I don't know. Uh, It's a landslide. It's unbelievable. I've never seen one book win every category, but it did. So John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition won for Best Design, Best Reproduction and Scanning Quality, Best Overall, and Favorite Material. It was also the most purchased book of 2019, and IDW one for best publisher so that is complete sweep of all categories so congratulations to IDW, Scott Dunbeer and Randall Dalk for his design on the book wow um, comments, concerns I guess six books in 2019 makes it um, limited voting as I said I didn't think uh, some of the books would get many votes let me just go back to uh, if you go back to the 2019 Dunbeer Awards post, you'll see all the voting because once the date closes, uh, it lists all the votes. So for the voting, we've got uh, Best Publisher 2019. 96% of the votes went to IDW, 4% went to Image, and 0 went to Hermes Press. For Best Design, we had 40% of the votes go to John Byrne's Marvel Classics Artifact Edition. We had 17% of the votes go to Walter Simonson's Star Wars Artist Edition. We had 15% of the votes go to... Oh, I'm sorry. We had 17% also go to Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition. 15% of the votes went to Berkeley Breeds Bloom County Arts Edition. Uh, 1% of votes went to Frank Thorne's Gita and Roger Treasury Volume 2. Spawn got... Uh, Spawn Vault Edition 2 got 10% of the votes. I'm all over the place there because uh, previously I organized it by... Uh, votes and I thought, oh, I, I think I'm going to try and keep everything so it's all alphabetical. So I'm looking at the bar charts and sounding lost. So apologies for that. Go to the website and check it out yourself. Best reproduction and scanning quality: forty-two percent went to John Burns Marvel Classics Artifact Edition. Twenty percent went to Simons and Star Wars. Ten percent went to Bloom County. Twelve percent went to Jim Lee DC Legends. 10, 14% went to Spawn. Wow, I'm still out of order again here. And 1% went to Frank Thorne's Gita. That got one vote again. So somebody just went in here and voted for Gita once. I think it was the same person. 2019 Best Overall, Gita got uh, one vote again. Uh, Marvel Classics got 49%. Spawn got 15%. Star Wars got 13 Bloom County got 10 Jim Lee got 11 Favorite material, 43% for John Byrne again, as we we knew they were going to be a landslide. 18% for Star Wars, 14% for Bloom County, surprising. 11% for Jim Lee DC Legends, 11% for Spawn. And two votes for Frank Thorne's Gita and Erotic Treasury. I find that interesting that, well, that's, I mean, the favorite material category 
can be voters for people who didn't see the book or buy the book, I guess. And then purchases. Um, you know what surprises me? Um, one, that the voting was so low this year. Last year, we I think we averaged in the, the high 200s for voting. And this year, um, 76 was the most votes I got for anything. So for purchases, I was surprised to see of the people who indicated four of them bought Frank Thorne's Gideon Rod Treasury Volume 2. And uh, Burn got a good amount, obviously the most purchased, but then Star Wars followed that up. I'm sorry, Jim Lee DC Legends. Wow, I am just not getting any of these right. All right, anyways, sweep of the categories. Go check out uh, Go check out the voting as well. It's uh, by alphabetical order, and uh, the colors are nice, so hmm, it's worth a visit. All right, I'm going to stop there because I'm just butchering this segment of the show. All right, the other thing, interesting thing this month, I put up Test Your Knowledge AE Firsts. So um, WordPress, the site is built on, has this accordion uh, option where you can have text and then you click it and then it expands. So I thought, oh, that, that'd be nice for I didn't want to have to do like a quiz where people select drop downs and numbers. I just wanted to read the question, click it, and then get the answer. So... I put up, I believe, 20 questions. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Yep, 20 questions. And it was uh, in celebration of because 2020 is the 10th anniversary of the AE format. So in October, we had the, uh, sorry, August, we had the, of 2010, we had the first edition, which was the Rocketeer. All right, and then we got a bunch of questions. They were good. Uh, I posted this and then. Uh, the, some form members, we had some back and forth. I had to make a, two corrections, and then I got an email from a nice gentleman who quantified some of the information, so it was great. You know, when you run a website by yourself, you uh, you do the writing, you do the fact-checking, you got to come back and do the editing, and sometimes you can gloss over things. You can miss things uh, because it's just so fresh in your mind. I try and write articles and then leave it a day or two, come back to it, read it again, see what I need to correct and that's works mostly except there's a delays in things I'm one of the things um, I'm recording this on February 28th um, and two days ago I got the Sandman Overture Gallery Edition well that's just not enough time this month to review it uh, I've read through it well there's no reading well really it's I've gone through it once I want to go through it again then I want to take my images write my article and then leave it and then come back and read the article a few times before it goes live. So that takes time. And uh, proofreading is always nice. I always appreciate it when someone writes me and says, hey, you got a little, you know, you got a typo or you got a mistake in the article. I like, you know, go and correct that and thank the person because that is great to be able to have another pair of eyes looking over what you did. All right. So please go. Uh, the quiz is going to be up uh, until the 1st, I think. So if you haven't gone and done it yet, please go in and have a look. Just do it yourself. It's nice. Uh, just a little, hey, what do I know about Artist Edition? So, all right. That's that. Let's talk shipping changes. Because there was a startling shipping change this week. Uh, the Best of Amparalum Magazine Art Edition from Dynamite. Initially solicited for September 2016. The date is now moved from March 25th to September 30th, 2020. So it is now officially moved to four years late. So the previously most late book we had was Storenko, um, 
you know, Nick Fury in Captain America, which was solicited date change after three years, and then Diamond pulled it and got three years and nothing. I don't know how Vampirella or Dynamite is keeping this Vampirella book active in the Dynamite system, in the, in the Diamond system. But four years late, there was some chatter on the forum that somebody had reached out to the publisher, and they said, oh, they're having some issues with it. They wanted to make sure they put out a perfect product, and that was a delay. Well, this is just insane, really. It's ridiculous. Some other date changes. I'm not sure if they were this month, but let's discuss them. We had uh, Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 2 Artist Edition, moved out to August 26th. And we had James Cameron's The Abyss Artisan Edition, adapted by Michael W. Kaluta, moved out to October 28th. So those are two big jumps. Surprising jumps. Considering these books are... Uh, Don Rosa is a couple years late now. And I spoke to Don Rosa uh, a few years ago in Toronto. And he was telling me that they had already done all the scans. It was solicited, yeah, it was solicited for May 2018. And I said, I met him in 2018, in March. And he said, oh, I'm sorry, that's, they can't make that date. They just got the scans. So I thought, all right. But now, you know, two years later, uh, dates moved again. I'm wondering, what is the holdup? It's always the question, what is the holdup? Eh? All right. Those are the shipping changes. Not too bad. We're down to one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine AE format books. We're expecting two of them are reduced size. That's the no. There's actually yeah two reduced size, and then I'm not sure why the Abyss Artisan Edition was done as a um, Artisan Edition, not an Artist Edition. I'm assuming it's because of the size of the artwork. It is a hardcover, so if it's like the TMNT volume, it was just you know art at a, the original art is at a smaller size. We will have to wait and see when that comes a little closer or if I get a chance to talk to Scott Dunbeer about it. All right. That's the changes. Let's discuss May 2020 solicitations because this solicitation is getting a lot of press, a lot of chatter, more than I've seen for you know a solicitation in a long time. And that is Michael Golden's Micronauts Artist Edition. Here's a little blurb. Michael Golden is regarded as one of the masters of comic art, and his long out-of-print Micronauts is regarded as the holy grail among his many legions of fans. Now, through special arrangement with Marvel Comics and Hasbro, IDW is proud to present Golden's Micronauts work in its Eisner, multi-Eisner award-winning artist edition format. An artist edition showcases comic book original art in its most natural state, allowing the reader the opportunity to not only look at beautiful pages, but to also read the stories as well. It is the perfect opportunity for the true connoisseur of the form to experience art as never before. Each page has been meticulously scanned from their original art in color to show all the subtle nuances, blue pencil, whiteout, staining, that make original art unique, and is presented at the same size they were drawn. This gorgeous edition, prepared with full cooperation of Michael Golden, will feature complete issues for Micronauts 7, 9, 11, and 12, and possibly another. Additionally, more pages be printed. That's my their typo, not mine. Something from every issue. Plus an incredible gallery section of covers and rare and images. Another typo. No Michael Golden fan can afford to miss this book. All right. So solicited for June 24th. 12 by 17, 184 pages, $150. Let's discuss a few of those details. Interesting that uh, when we go down to the preview solicitation. Now this is from Previews World that I take that from. But then I also wait for Previews Catalog to come out. And then I add an image from the catalog. Let me read the last paragraph again, this time from the previous catalog. 
This gorgeous edition, prepared with the full cooperation of Michael Golden, will feature six complete issues, Micronauts 3, 7, 8, 9, 11, and 12. Plus, an incredible gallery section crammed full of story pages, something from each issue drawn by Golden, covers, pinups, and more. Over 60 pages worth, making this the one book no Michael Golden fan can afford to miss. As you can see, big difference there. Considering they only mentioned four issues and possibly another in the initial solicitation, now it says six, so I've changed the uh, text on the Ars Edition Index proper. Interesting. The other thing I thought was that it was solicited for June 24th. That's last month. The EC covers was solicited for July 15th. So here's a book they're soliciting that must be pretty close to done or at the printers to put that date early like that. Why would they jump it ahead unless they were raring to go or ready to go? Uh, The other concern I had with this book is that it's 150 U.S., for this size and format, IDW has kept 12 by 17 inch books at 125 US and any book larger than that at 150. Last month's EC covers is a larger book and it's 150. Now, um, it's the uh, 15 by 22 inch, the twice up size. Now, I'm, I'm wondering if this is now a set price going forward that we will see 150 as the new price for. IDW Artist Editions at 12 by 17 and I'm hoping there will not be an increased price. Another interesting thing, uh, four pages of artwork were included in the previews catalog, but IDW put out a press release yesterday soliciting this book, and let me go to it, and it included different artwork. Uh, let's see, one page is the same... But two pages were different. So now we've seen six different pages of artwork from the Micronauts, plus a little, the Micronauts are coming. So I guess seven pieces of artwork we've seen from the book. Plus the cover, I guess we could say. So, interesting. At least something will be color. They've included a color piece in the press release. Uh, The press release also gives a little bit more information. It lists those same six issues, lists 184 pages. But it does say IDW will donate a portion of profits to the long-term medical care of Bill Mantlo, who has received treatment for cognitive and memory impairment since a 1992 hit-and-run accident. So it's interesting. We're getting a lot more information about this book, and they just keep adding details, which I haven't seen before. So that's nice. I have put these things um, on the Artist Edition Index so that you can keep track of what is going on because, as I said, this seems to be a really hot solicitation. All right, that's there was. All right, I will mention the other solicitation from this month. I was kind of annoyed by it. So, as I talked about before, that Artist Edition as a name or as a category of book has been, you know, basically just is being used everywhere, and it's not quite the case of applying it to it, but. A book by Titan was solicited called Blade Runner 2019 Volume 1 Los Angeles Artist Edition. It's a 120-page hardcover, $29.99. No size or dimensions were listed. I think it looks like about 8x10 or 8x11. And uh, it's pencils with text. So it reminds me of the DC's Unwrapped books. Um, it's not original art. It's the pencils that have been cleaned up with text over it. So this is not an artist edition. So please, publishers, come on. It's not an artist edition. Call it something else. This is the second time Titan has done that. I forget the other book. I'm, I'm not interested in reviewing either one, really. All right. Solicitations done. Let's talk sales numbers. So two books released in January of 2020. 
They were Ed Pisker, the Fantagraphic Studio Edition, and P. Craig Russell's The Selfish Giant and Other Stories Fine Art Edition. Uh, neither one made the Top 500 sales chart, which means both of them had orders of less than 201 through Diamond. Now, uh, the Russ, P. Craig Russell book was listed through Indiegogo first. That's why I got my copy in December. So I assume the bulk of the sales were through that. Uh, Ed Pisker, the Fantagraphic Studio Edition. I'm going to say most of the sales are going to come from Amazon. Or from the Fantagraphic site and not through the local comic shop. So that's probably why these two numbers are under 201 and did not make the sales list. But worth posting and mentioning anyways. Let's discuss out-of-print sales for January 2020. I'm noticing prices going down again. Not a lot of hits or um, big wins this time around. Again, it's the month after... Christmas, so maybe people are trying to sell things to make money, so putting lower prices. Let's talk what sold. Alien Illustrated Story, the original art edition, two copies sold for an average of thirty-eight seventy. Two copies of Bernie Wrightson Artifact Edition, second print, sold for an average of one oh one fifty. Two copies of Best VC Comics Volume One Artist Edition sold for an average of one nineteen. Three copies of Bill Sinkevich's Mutants and Moon Knights and Assassins Artifact Edition sold for an average of one sixty one seventeen. So that's not bad. One copy of Dave Gibbons' Watchmen Artifact Edition sold for three hundred fifty-seven eighty-seven. Now, this was not a... I don't know what happened there. This wasn't a, a limited edition or anything. Or the... You know, I, I just don't know. That's an anomaly. One copy of Dave Stevens' Rock to Artist Edition sold for one seventy-five. One copy of Don Rose's Life and Times of Scrooge McDuck, Volume 1, sold for sixty-six. Two copies of Frank Cho's Savage Wolverine Artist Edition sold for an average of eighty-one forty-four. One copy of Frank Miller's Sin City, The Hard Goodbye Curator's Collection, sold for $76. Wow, that's a, yeesh, that's a deal. One copy of Gene Colon's Tomb of Dracula, sold for $150. Three copies of Gil Kane's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, sold for an average of $89.33. This, these all seem to be from the same seller who's got just a truckload of these Gil Kane's Amazing Spider-Man Artist Editions. And they just keep selling. It's great. One copy of Jack Davis's EC Stories Artist Edition, sold for $124.95. Two copies of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four Hours Edition sold for an average of one hundred nine twenty. One copy of Jack Kirby's Fantastic Four: The World's Greatest Hours Edition sold for eighty nine ninety nine. One copy of Jack Kirby's Marvel Heroes and Monsters sold for one ten. Two copies of Jack Kirby's The Mighty Thor Hours Edition sold for an average of one twenty one fifty. Two copies of Jim Lee DC Legends Artifact Edition sold for an average of sixty six fifty three. That's the first time I've seen them go that low. Two copies of Jim Starlin's Marvel Cosmic Artifact Edition. I'm sorry, three copies. Average of 96.33. Again, that hasn't gone really below cover much, but now it is. Three copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Apes for an average of 65.65. Three copies of Joe Kubert's Tarzan and the Lion Man, average of 80.67. I think that's the biggest number we've seen for that book in a month. One copy of John Buscema's Silver Surfer, sold for 105. Two copies of John Burns' Fantastic Four, sold for an average of 132.49. One copy of John Burns X-Men Artifact Edition sold for $2,750. Again, that feels like a pricing anomaly there. It's uh, two copies of John Ramiz's The Amazing Spider-Man Artist Edition, Volume 2, sold for an average of $89.83. I'm sorry, three copies. One copy of Mike McNolan's Hellboy and Hell, another story, second print, $163.41. One copy of P. Craig Russell's Strange Dreams, $70. One copy of Star Wars Dark Times for $130. Now, here's a book that <coughs> lingered in the $30 range for years. And I guess those have all dried up now, and if you want one of these, not from Diamond anymore, license is gone. No, I'm sorry, not. Out of print from Diamond, license is gone from Dark Horse, and now you're uh, aftermarket, that's it. Uh, 
Two copies of Strength Nick Fury Agent of Shield for an average of 106.85. Three copies of Wally Woods EC Stories Artist Edition, first print, 232 average. One copy of Walter Simonson's Thor Artist Edition, first print 69. One copy of the second print 100. What was interesting about this month? No copies of Spawn Vault Edition sold. Last month, in av- I mean, in December, multiple copies sold for an average of 333.33. And the big news to me this month, David Mazzatelli's Dark Reborning in Arts Edition, none sold in January. I think this is the first month ever I saw none of these sell. Is that because of the Artisan Edition? I gotta say yes. <clears throat> Maybe I am. I've got three copies of that book. Two of the regular edition, one of the signed and numbered editions. I keep meaning to sell my other copies. Guess I should have done that before now. Oh well, we'll try it later. That's the sales numbers. All right, let's go to some reader mail. Got a few uh, emails this month, which is always nice to see. Let's start from the oldest reader mail and go forward. Scrolling through the archives here to February. All right, I got an email from Rob I, and he uh, he asked me, "Bring out a space funds." As one book enters, one book leaves. I need to let go of my Wallywood AE and Rocketeer AE. What are are there any places you'd recommend to sell? I said uh, eBay. If you're in the U.S., I mean, you can all Canada, sure, too. But eBay's the way to go. He didn't mention if he's in the states. I said, uh, oh, he says hey, I'm in the states. That's a good idea. And I said use media mail. So he agreed with that. Asked me about pricing, and I said absolutely. Here's I gave him the last three months pricing for those books. The Wood Book, last three months, 200, 165, 185. And the Dave Stevens Rocketeer, 107, 105, 164. So there's some good aftermarket value there. Set your price and uh, go for it. <coughs> that was nice. Next letter I got was from Lou V. And uh, he was the one who was kind enough to email me about the Simonson Thor Remarked, which I really hadn't read about and then added to do some research. Which was great. And then he also mentioned the Sergio Argonas remark. Because those are <coughs> part of my uh, quiz that I had some questions on. So that was awesome. Thanks for that, Lou. Last reader email I got was from Tom L. He just wanted to thank me for the site and for the Eisner books. He says he loves the Eisner books. And I mean, hey, I'm with you. Who doesn't love Will Eisner? Love the Two-Spirit uh, Artist Editions. Keep hoping for more. So those are my letters. Uh, it's nice to get some questions about things that I could provide answers for and some information for readers. So it was great give and take for the month. All right, I should mention a couple things. Uh, this is my, you know, half term, half time, whatever you want to say, um, to discuss the site. A couple of changes to the site I hope uh, people have noticed. If not, that's okay. I used to have two menus at the top of the site, and now I just have one. So I thought, all right, I'm missing some things that people probably may have wanted to click on before. So I changed the bottom menu of the site just to add my secondary menu again. And then on the uh, there is a paragraph when you go to reviews that repeats every review. And I went through every review on the site and updated the paragraph. Now WordPress allows you to reuse blocks which is great so i've got a saved block that is so i updated my patreon patron button it looks uh, a little nicer 
change the text of the blurb, as with all AIM format material. This is a collection of classic comic material, and I'll be reviewing the book and not the story. For a complete list of all current and announced editions with review links, please visit our index. I'll also see what is an artist edition and our artist index. So that's always been on the reviews. I changed the text slightly, but this time around I made, it, made sure every review had the same text, and I added buttons. So you got AE index as a button, AE formats, so that's what is an artist edition or what are the formats. I've got the artist edition button, which is a complete listing by artist of every book. Online pricing, which is a resource for all Amazon, any book available by Am- on through Amazon. And you can compare the prices. I've got Canada, U.S. Uh, I had U.K., but then I had to drop it. So I've just added Amazon Germany and Italy, actually, for some Europeans. I'm finding Amazon Germany to be pretty competitive. I changed the name of the reduced size and portfolio index. It's just others index. I hope people can understand what that is. And then I've got variant covers. So these are pages that augment the information on the site that I'm not sure people are always seeing. So the buttons I'm hoping on every review and on the artist edition index proper. I'm hoping people can see those and know, hey, yeah, that's uh, there are some great resources. I'll use those. So please use every resource available on the page. Any information you're looking for, hopefully you can do a search and find it. And that is the site as well. Uh, you can support the Artist Edition Index three ways, uh, through Patreon, being a patron. Uh, minimum amount is a dollar a month. It it charges you a dollar the minute you join. Um, I used to have it just charge you at the beginning of the month. And then I put up that, I put up a Patreon-only patron info page about um, graffiti designs and what their plans were. And I had somebody join, read the article, and then cancel. I thought, well, really, if you really wanted to know about it that bad, wasn't it worth a dollar? So I changed how Patreon works. It charges you immediately, and then it charges you at the beginning of the month. So new people, if you see that that's why, that's what happens. Join for as long as you'd like. If you know you want to do three months, great. Well, however you can support the site, I really appreciate it. As well, there are affiliate links on the site. Any ordering link I have on there, <coughs> there's a couple that don't. But if you see Amazon, things from the world, um, that kind of thing. If you click on one of my links, it's an affiliate link. I get a f- few dollars. Because these are expensive books, I get a few dollars from each one. So they all help keep the lights on, keep the site running, and keep me buying books. You know, it's great to see that uh, last month we had six books, and it's the end of February, and we've already seen four AE format books released. Now, I, I don't know why Fantagraphics, you know, had nothing for a couple of years and then decided to cluster two books together. But we had the Piss Score, and this month we have uh, Original Art, the Dan Klaus Studio Edition. And last month we had the P. Craig Russell's uh, book, and we also have the Sandman Overture Gallery Edition. So it's four books, bang, first two months of the year. So I think we're gonna, we may see a year with, I don't know, I'm gonna say maybe ten books this year. Be awesome to see even twelve. Wow, that would be fantastic. One a month is a great schedule to keep. But uh, the way things back up with printing and shipping and uh, the issues with China right now and the coronavirus. We'll have to see if we get any delays from that. All right. Uh, I said three ways to support the site. Oh, you can also, there's a PayPal, uh, PayPal pay me button where if you'd like to make a one-time donation to the site, you can just click that and PayPal me an amount. That's awesome too. Um, continued support is obviously <laughs> what I prefer, but any way you can help, I really appreciate it. I keep a, uh, I keep a running spreadsheet of, what my costs are so running the site you know hosting um that kind of thing what all the price of the books cost me 
and then any money coming in, so Patreon the, and the affiliate money. And I compare the two. I'm not in the black. I'm in the red and probably will be for several years, maybe forever. But I like to see that, you know, these numbers change and that's, you know, the the money coming in offsets some of these purchases. I was on the uh, forums on uh, uh, CGC and uh, they were talking more of the one of the posts was how do you how, do you keep the boxes? So I put a picture of my closet and somebody commented uh, that that's, you know, 16K worth of books in one space. And I thought, well, I guess 115 artist edition format books. What do they average really? Is 125 the average, I guess? So I was frightened to do the math there. But I'll do it now. 115. Yowzers. Okay, I just did something wrong there. Yeah, 115 times 125 is, uh, no. That's only $14,375. There you go. Come on. All right. Anyway, it's still frightening. Let's talk the review for this month. All right. Original Art, the Daniel Klaus Studio Edition. Um... Original art, Daniel, here's the blurb, sorry. The original art, Daniel Klaus, turns the spotlight on one of the medium's most dynamic creators, a vital entry of the Fantagraphic Studio Edition series. This volume draws from Klaus nearly 30 years of comics art, ranging from his seminal one-man anthology, 8-Ball, in which Ghost World originally serialized, to his most recent graphic novel, 2016's best-selling time travel thriller, Patience. The edition features over 150 pages of art from 1989 to present, each reproduced as an exact facsimile of the original to best showcase every detail of the artist's cartooning process plus new covers and papers and other surprises from Klaus, including five unpublished pages of an abandoned graphic novel and an illustrated glossary of obsolete production techniques used for their original publication. The book also includes several tipped-in pages of clear acetate and vellum to perfectly <coughs> approximate some of these production processes, making this a one-of-a-kind art object. 154 pages, 15 by 22 inches, 175 U.S. Released February 12th. Um... It's an interesting book. I have not read a lot of Daniel Klaus. I always appreciated his art style. Uh, the book is well put together. Designed by Klaus. Um, there are different end papers. The first end paper, it's great. It's just, uh, it shows his studio that he's drawn. It's really nice. And then you move, boom, into contents, table of contents, and then bang into uh, the material. And it varies greatly. It's mostly chronological. There's some... Uh, a little few things just slightly out of date because of how trying to keep up with um, how things were published and trying to keep things together. So things that appeared in 8-Ball, you know, maybe slightly out of order in the book because of they're trying to keep it together. So anyways, it's great stuff. Uh, Vita in Hollywood is the story that was unpublished. That's interesting. Like I said, there's, uh, there's two acetates that show cover art. Uh, there's one acetate that shows cover art. There's two acetates that show... Uh, red in from Ghost World, and then there's one vellum for a cover as well. And the material is, uh, it, it's really random in that there's not a lot of complete, there's nothing complete, there's no complete issue of anything. But we do get, uh, you get chunks of things. So there, there, if some, you know, if Klaus determined that it, he'd, he'd want to run three or five pages of something, then that's in there just to, to give a complete idea. And what was great about this is about a week before the book was published, he did an interview on uh, a podcast called Recommended If You Like, 
And it's a great. I've linked to it in the review. So if you uh, want to come read the review, do that. And then you can listen to Klaus talk about this book and other things. But uh, he made some interesting comments that uh, I thought I'd just read right here. Uh, this is from Klaus. I just had all the scans and I had all the originals, so I hired a helper to scan all the pages. It wasn't like I went out of the way to work on it. I was the conduit for fanographics to get all the stuff. I tried not to pick stuff for historical value. I tried to pick pages that I thought were interesting or were different from the other pages. I didn't want it to be the same page over and over. I wanted it to be all over the map from all phases of my career. Pages I happen to like for whatever reason visually. With the book, I tried to pick those pages that worked on their own that you could maybe look at for longer than it would take to read the page, that there might be something more to them. I thought that was really interesting. And then he's got, like I said, segments that work really well. Um, not, yeah, just, it's a really interesting collection of, of work. Uh, if you're a Klaus fan, I mean, it's, I think I have to say it's a must-have if you're a Klaus fan. It's not that he has that much material out there, but... It's a really great collection. I mean, Fantagraphics only seems to do a career retrospectives. They don't really publish anything complete as the studio editions. I wish they would. They have a lot of material that I'd like to see more studio editions of. So I hope Fantagraphics is, makes this profitable and continues to do these volumes. Uh, there's a color sticker on the book. Uh, it's, it was pretty witty by Klaus, so I like that as well. He makes one, this, one statement at the end. Sell, uh, in the podcast, I put it at the end because it doesn't really fit the book, but it's interesting. He says, selling artwork is the way I've settled into as the main source of income. Uh, the comic is almost like a catalog for the original art. And then he says, I probably shouldn't say that, but I uh, read, the, listen to the podcast. It's really interesting. Like I said, uh, fantastically interesting book. Um, Klaus has a great style, and you can really see how he develops over the years. Style changes, how he approaches pages. How we just these pages are really varied panel layout, uh, material, just a really nice slice of an artist in his progression. So, well worth getting. Uh, that's it for the podcast this month. I did, uh, I have some interesting things coming up in February. And if you're a Patreon patron, which I thank you for right now, I'm started uh, last month giving a uh, what's coming ahead. I'm giving you a little behind-the-scenes uh, email every month. We'll be at the beginning of the month saying what's coming up for the month. So you can look at that. I do, uh, I'll do. i have some interesting things next month. I had uh, one article that would be a bit lengthy <coughs> about uh, why this site is as it is. I'm just going to leave it at that, but uh, be sure to check the site as well. I really suggest everyone to sign up for the newsletter. It comes out on Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern. It recaps the week on the site, and it's a great way just to have a quick glance and know what's happening at the Artist Edition Index. So all this material can be found at aindex.org. I can be reached, scott, at aindex.org. I am on this Artist Edition Index is on Facebook at Facebook slash Artist Edition Index. It's on Twitter and Instagram at aeindex. And on, yep, that's about it. I'm on YouTube as well. The length is just ridiculous. Uh, the length of the URL, so just you're better to go to the site and click it. Also, with the podcast, I've done some promoting. I'm on 10 different platforms now, so you should be able to find this podcast you know, everywhere. So if, you, uh, if you're spreading it, uh, well, if you're a faithful listener now and you want to spread it to your friends, they should be able to find it. All right, that's it. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk again next month.